hard, baby, I'm so hard. Camping these hoes on the boulevard. But I'm not here to tell you about me. I got a little story about a nasty freak. She's the kind of girl you think about in bed. Blow job, Betty, give him real good head. Bust a left nut, right nut in her jaw. Sperm on her cheeks is all you saw. She could blow more head than a well closed water. Blow job, Betty, make your dick get harder. She's a one of a kind, a hell of a girl. A trip and a half around the world. Catch her getting busy, bitch, wouldn't stop. She's the kind of girl to make your toes pop. Every time I used to see her, I would know what's up. Blow job, Betty, better blow me up. I remember the day when I first met her. Cowboy and Jake Radio, we got Too Short on the whatever it's called. He's singing Blowjob Betty, <laughs> and uh, we're doing a nighttime. I just fumbled everything, just dropped everything. No, why no, I'm laughing. I know I know some of our buddies in a group chat evoke some old memories today, but <laughs> this, this one's kind of a deep wormhole, but if you just let Blowjob Betty ride, and then you came in with that big what's up, and you came in so hot you fainted. <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> I'd finish the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it's Blowjob night, Betty. Night app. Night app. And Blowjob Betty kind of fits the night app theme. We're recording on Wednesday night because Jake's on an airplane tomorrow, but this is Thursday when most of you are listening, unless you're in the live chat. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, so Blowjob Betty makes a lot of sense to play mm. for Valentine's Day. Do you know how oh. that song ends? See, I think we have to let people know how this song ends for anyone that doesn't know Jake. Okay. So I'll, I'll cut through the middle of the song. He meets Blowjob Betty. She blew him up. He loves it. Then in the second verse, he pimps her out, right? Right. And then the third verse comes around. Let me try and find it. The day I'm dead, I was sitting on the scene, getting some head. It was all so good and much too true. One young freak and the whole damn crew. But then I shot that fatal nut. Must have knocked that bitch on her butt. She couldn't even breathe. She was holding the phone. Me and my homies just hit the dough. My homeboy said, short, don't worry. But that next day, I read this story. A young girl died just last night. She choked on sperm in her windpipe. It was on her face, her neck and chest. And we're sorry to say there's no suspect. When I saw that, my brain clicked. I bust a nut and killed a bitch. It might sound sick, it might be petty. But you never got sucked by blowjob Betty. Betty. Uh. So uh, he killed her, busted it in her neck and windpipe. Pretty graphic song. The 90s rap, man. It was a different time. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were going to sum it up for the people. You let it rip. Um, I, can't, I can't tell that story. That's too short story. I really disagree. I would have loved to hear that That's, story. For that me. is too short story. I can't tell that story. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to Blowjob Betty. That ends uh, songs with girls' names in the title week. Two Bettys, Black Betty and Blowjob Betty. Wow, back to back. Could have been, been the same girl. Yeah, uh, never say never. Never say never. How you doing, Jake? I'm all right. We're, uh, as we mentioned, Rare Night episode. Um. Got a got a Coors Coors Light with me to to wash it down. Been a long day. Going to be an early morning. I have to wake up. I have to wake up in a few hours. I still haven't packed or anything yet. Yeah. Um, you going to pack in the same style that we went on that ski trip in college when you packed? That was pretty fun. Uh, like similar. My style hasn't changed a little. <laughs> I mean, that was <laughs> that was high end ridiculous. Can we talk about your stupid roommate that year? So Jake stuck with this yeah. roommate um, who sucked, and we all go away for a ski. I roomed with a roommate. I didn't sleep with a roommate. I said you were stuck with a roommate who sucked. Stuck. I thought you said slept with. Him. No, you're oh. stuck with a roommate who sucked, and like we were juniors, he was a freshman. It was weird. Anyway, uh, this this kid like like one time we came into your dorm room, and he was watching his own high school hockey highlight yeah. DVD of his own highlights. Yeah. Like he was just hanging out in the dorm room watching his own high school highlights. And he said it to us. Like, what are you watching? Oh, these are my highlights from high school. 
yeah. what you put that in the DVD player and are watching them. Anyway, my favorite story is we're <laughs> we're packing to go away for a ski weekend in college, and we're all in Jake's room, and he's like, "I got to pack." So he open you open up your suitcase and just open it up, and me and Proach and whoever else just start tossing like all your belongings in there. Yeah, some clothes made it in, which was nice. Couple but of clothing items. A lot of like random objects in your dorm room, and you just rolled with it and just zipped it up and went like, "Okay, I'm yeah. packed. Thanks, guys." And one of the <laughs> random objects that was in that suitcase was your roommate's landline telephone that he brought to college with him and never yeah. set up. It was just in the box that got thrown in there. And uh, <laughs> I remember we were hanging out like like Saturday night at the at the snow at the snow weekend, and you got a call from him. He's like, hey, man, um, I know that uh, like it was a joke and like all that, but I think that you have my landline in your suitcase. Can you just make sure you bring that back, dude? <laughs> yeah, man. It's kind of a good point, but we were like, shut up. I, a thousand percent will bring it back. Yeah, he he hadn't run into life yet. He. Uh, That's a really good way to sum it up in a nice way, Jake. Yeah, no, and I, the, like the kid had the best intentions. He got me. Do you remember his birthday gift to me? No, I'm excited to remember it. <laughs> so he got me a birthday gift, which he didn't have to. It was October, so we'd been roommates for like a month and a half. No, you don't get that person a birthday gift. Yeah, I mean, I was nice to him. I I was I was friendly with him. So he got me a shirt. That said, this is my keg stand shirt, but it was upside down. So when oh, yeah. you were doing a keg stand, it would it be right a- side up and you could see it. Yeah. Very college. The kid hadn't really ran into life yet. Um, <laughs> ho- hope, hope he's doing well. Haven't, haven't checked in on him. Uh, and then, yeah, some, sometimes people like fun facts. I became... An RA for the semester after that, and I was one of the best RAs there ever was. Yep. Yeah, we have a proof. Uh, I'm drinking a beer with you, Jake, because you said you were drinking a beer, and I got excited because it's been a rough day for me. Uh, (laughs) That's kind of a loaded loser thing to say. It hasn't been a a rough day for me, but I wiped up diarrhea on three occasions. Zimmer's getting so old. Oh, I thought Uh, it was you. (laughs) Ha! Well, that is, I've done that. You wiped up your own <laughs> diarrhea. There's Boy. no qualms there. <laughs> off my butt. Everyone wipes their own butt, Jake. Low job, Betty. Kick it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was recording. We recorded a lot today, and I was editing. And on three occasions, I walked outside to just like Zim had. Just can't control his bowels that well. We got to take him to the vet to try and change his diet. And the third time I told Jake this, I was just like, like a pull out your hair moment. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Can't really be mad at him, but just like, I got to do this again. Yeah. So Jake said he was drinking a beer. I was like, I'm going to drink a beer too, motherfucker. I was shocked I had a beer in my fridge. I do. It's called a Perpetual IPA. Okay. Do you know when this is from? There was a time in the Talking Inks group chat where Adam did Adam... Adam said, like, drink a beer, pussy, you won't. And I was like, fine. And I went and bought a six-pack. Okay. This is one of those. I think that's from, like, three months ago. Yeah, that's tough. This this was totally a leftover beer. Um, but it's kind of, it's like Colorado law. You have to have at least a Coors Light in your fridge so you can Coors. see the mountains turn blue. Get me a Coors. Um, I had an IPA passed on it. Do you know uh, that um, in California, in the areas I've lived... And I can speak for not just my friend groups, but many of friend groups in the region. Coors Light is much more the cheap beer of of preference in California, whereas in the New Jersey, Connecticut areas, among many several different groups, it's Bud Light or Bush. Yeah, I think it depends on the price point a little bit. It depends on what beer you're introduced first, I feel. Um, I think the I mean, first thing is is it. And I think it's more popular just sent down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, sometimes it changes by neighborhood. I mean, think about how dumb you are in high school. If you, if you have one joke that sticks, like if you have a buddy named Bush, 
Like, you could end up always drinking Bush Light at its house. Like, oh, Bush is hosting the party tonight? Guess we're drinking Bushes at Bushes. In high school and college in California, we were a huge Keystone. That was the bottom barrel Coors Light. That was the cheapest. And there was one liquor store at Sonoma State where you get two 30-packs for 20 bucks. It was 13 yeah. for one. And we would haggle with the guy and, like, be friendly. We're like, give us two for 20. And he would. The cheapest Yo. deal ever. I know we're doing a lot of memory lane stuff, partially because the sports ain't great and we're not missing the Australian stories because it's night show. But this is kind of fun. Dude, remember Bob? Yeah. The packy guy? At Central? How ridiculous was he? Our buddy DeSorbo would give him money every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, DeSorbo is such an old man. He would give him a Christmas card with cash in it. And we're like, did you just give a... Did you just give a or did you just give the liquor store guy cash? And he was like, "Yeah, dude, that guy's been serving us underage for three years." I was like, okay, we would go into wrong, but we would go into the the packy, which if no one's from Connecticut, that's what liquor stores are called in Connecticut. Packy package stores. Um, we would go in there and get a keg, and just straight up, not even haggle. We just tell him. You'd be like, it's 60 <laughs> and the deposit is 30. And we're like, well, we're not going to do the deposit because you know yeah, us. The Bob. deposit is not happening. Bob. <laughs> What's we'd say? You have we'd to say. know this by now. We're not paying the deposit. <laughs> we'd say, we'd say, Bob, we're not going to do the deposit because you know us really well. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to bring it back. And he was just like, OK, <laughs> it was kind of incredible negotiating skills <laughs> for Bob, we of- come in here four times a week. We're going to return the keg. Dude. Yeah. There's no deposit necessary. We'd always return it, but we'd always just haggle. That was pretty wild. And then I think a scene when, and whether it's making a movie or a, a miniseries or something we do next, and I think we got to get out of memory lane a little bit because you and I could do this all night, but I remember we got a keg. I forget if it was for the hurricane. We were doing the hurricane or if it was something else, but we get the keg. We're running hot. Like, we're excited. We're a bunch of late teens, early 20s who just got a keg. We're, we're ready to get back and get the party started. We take one turn in our buddy's SUV, and the keg just pops out and Broke his smashes back window. the side window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was like was- the, our one buddy who would care. The Jake and I would not let that ruin our night. We would just be like, fuck, that sucks. Okay, let's go drink. It, it was would our- really suck. That's high up there on the suck scale. But he's a car guy. Yeah, like th- for him, that was yeah terrible. Yeah, uh, right. I th- I feel like he played it well off that night. Um, Probably, but yeah, that that was a good classic movie scene. Excitement, excitement. We're doing such good things. Oh my god, we're so fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the sports. Pitchers and catchers is here. The people they reported to the sports place. The baseball players are getting ready to do the baseball. Ellsbury's hurt. Ellsbury's hurt. Ellsbury's hurt. It's pretty cool. Well, we just recorded talking to Yanks, so we're probably not going to rehash any of that. But Ellsbury's hurt, and uh, no one's shocked. The Nets go to triple overtime with the Cavaliers, who were wearing uh, uniforms that I thought, quite frankly, sucked. They looked like wow. Nickelodeon 90s like hoop jams. That's what they looked like. And D'Angelo Russell went six for six in the third overtime to win the game at nine points. Jakey covers, and I covered because I agreed with Jake. That's a crazy triple overtime cover. Good for us, Jake. We're both yeah. so smart. Iona beat Sienna. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Go Gales. Go Gales. Idiots on North App. That's what they call them. Jay Glazer says his boldest prediction is that the Giants may trade Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason. Good bold prediction, Glazer. That'll get people talking. We're talking. Rutgers basketball escapes with a beautiful road win at Northwestern. Didn't read the article, but the headline says the win was beautiful. They're 10th in the Big Ten. I don't know how beautiful the win can be. The Knicks lost to the 76ers, 126-11, to and Bede ran into a stats guy who Charles Oakley used to run into, says Embiid, the biggest guy to run into him. Jake wrote that sentence, and I just read it like <laughs> Ron Burgundy. I don't know what that means. Yeah. 
<laughs> what is that last sentence, Jake? Uh, so I'll, I'll tag you in something. Re- uh, so and- Embiid, Embiid went flying into the stands, like full out. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he he dodged. Uh, there was like a, a a pretty gal in one of the front rows. Um, and he dodged her and he jumped into this guy who's like the, I I think he's like a lifelong stat keeper at the garden. Like he, he keeps the stats on the sidelines. That's what stat keepers would do. And Embiid popped him pretty good when he jumped into the stands. Um, and yeah, the guy just said like, <laughs> they interviewed him and they were like, oh, is that the biggest guy to run into? He's like. Yeah, Charles Oakley ran into me a few times, and Bede's pretty big. <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks, guy. <laughs> Been looking for a new job for 20 years. You keep the stats and have twice a year have some of the biggest men in the world run into you. <laughs> it's pretty brutal, but hey, I'm doing it. Was I w- he I old? Wanna... Oh, he's getting older. He was a big guy. I wonder if there's like a a fragile ability that's ness. I wonder if there's a fragile ability ness that comes into being mm. able to sit courtside at a game doing the stats. Like if my grandma was the stat keeper, I don't think she should be allowed to. She's very frail. Oh, Jimmy, actually you need to see this because it's essentially a drop kick to the chest. Um, tagging you in that now on the Twitter sphere. I'll, I'll I'll pivot. I'll do, I'll hit Ellsbury real quick because I know you're not going to want to talk about it because we just talked about it on Talking Yanks. Jacoby Ellsbury, if you don't know, you're not a Yanks fan or a baseball person. He's a baseball player. He used to be pretty solid. Got a big contract. Notoriously made out of glass. He hasn't played in like a year and a half. They start off the Yankees start off spring training basically by saying uh, Ellsbury is still hurt after he missed all of last year, and everyone's just like, "Come on, you can't open that way." But now Jimmy has seen the video. Jim, your thoughts? This is Sparta. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's fucking. Yo, the girl's face at the end is really good. Yeah. She's like, oh, I hate basketball. But this was exciting. Thanks for taking me, babe. Dude, imagine having a man that size run into you. Yeah, I'm telling you, if my grandma was the stat keeper, that's game over. Like, if you. If your little brother did that to you. Right now, something on you would hurt for months. Yeah, dude, it su- it sucks when you reach that age where you completely pivot to like, it's not fun. Like, even even in college, I could take a kick to the chest and it would be like we'd laugh about it. Like in college, if your brother just came in from the other side of the camera that I can't see right now and laid into you, you'd be like, Luke, what the hell are you doing? But if he walked away and gave kind of a silly smile, you'd be like, okay. That was <laughs> just, funny. Just, just blindsided pop me. Um, yeah, we're kind of out of that stage. Um, but not the stat keeper. Oh, no, that's he- tough. That was close to Breen. Thank God he didn't catch Mike Breen. Um, so you didn't watch the end of the Nets game, even though we it, it perfectly coincided with our break from talking Yanks in this? I was watching from my phone. I don't. Like just I mean, the numbers I, move or the actual game footage? Just the numbers move. I was getting stuff ready. I was getting organized. The girl came home. I was getting my stuff to come down here. I changed rooms. So I was just following from my phone. What a loser! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to fight it. Yeah. It was a good game for, our, for people that bet the, uh, the nets. Yeah, and the over. Um, triple OT. That's nuts. Um, yep. Hey, big game for the Nets, Jim. Head, heading into the All-Star break, they get the W. This is everything we talked about. It just took three OTs to do it. Um, they said, like, the announcers were like, D'Angelo Russell does not want to go to fourth overtime. He <laughs> wants to head into the break on a win because he went six for six from the field in uh, the third overtime. Just put the please, game away. Please stop this game. Yeah. Um, what about the Gla- Jay Glazer saying the Giants may trade Odell? This is just headline grab. Like it's his boldest prediction, so he can easily be like, "Well, that was my boldest prediction." Of course, my if my boldest prediction comes true, it's not my boldest prediction. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Jay Glazer's kind of in the know. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. It would kind of be, be like, I mean, if this happened, Giants fans would fake throw a hissy fit, and then a couple weeks later, be like one less thing. 
Um, cause they, they would, dude, my 20% rule, I'm telling you, I've, I've got, I'm obviously not going to write something up, but it's something I'm going to start trademarking is my 20% rule. So it's you're a Giants fan. Rule. You're a Giants fan. You like the Giants, you, but you try to be neutral. You try to be a sports fan. But let's say, think about it as if 50% is right in the middle. Like if you're a fan, you just naturally have a lean. You're, you're going to be 60%. You're going to be slightly off neutral. And so when you see Odell be amazing, you're like, yeah, I know some of the antics are ridiculous, but he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, the Knicks just did this with Chris Stapps. The Knicks just did this with Chris Stapps. You tell yourself Chris Stapps is this futuristic star and he's going to get stronger and he's going to get better. Then when they traded him away, you're like, well, you know, Chris Stapps was kind of a diva and he's kind of injury prone and he wore out before the season. That's the 20% switch. You go from 60 past 50 to the 40. So that's exactly what would happen if Odell got traded. Like they'd be like, how could the Giants trade this generational talent, blah, blah, blah. Then they'd see him throwing a hissy fit on the Niners sideline and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> enjoy that, San Francisco. So I don't know. It's kind of a hot take. Who knows what the money's there? Who knows what market's there? Um, but yeah, good headline. Got me going for a sec. Nothing I say should be important to anyone. What was that last part? <laughs> I haven't used that in a while. <laughs> it's it's really rude. I thought you were going to double down on it. Um, I have a fun Iona story, which I've probably told you once or twice before, but I just I want to say it right now. My parents met at Iona. Is it more fun than that? Ye- I don't want to say yes, because that just puts me. Well, they got married at Iona. Is it more fun than that? That puts me in a Chris O'Brien headlock real quick. But, like, you're going to say it kind of is, but it's not. They tore down so the you, church and put up a parking lot at Iona. You know Danny Farina? Yep. Uh, s- silly booger. He went to Iona. And uh, freshman year. <laughs> silly booger. He, he is. He's the one. I told the red card story the other day. Yeah. <laughs> kid, kid grabbed his junk, punched him. Danny weighs 140 pounds. Anyways. So. It was like, it was that freshman year excited when you're like, yo, I'm going to visit all my friends at college. Um, like, I'm going to take one weekend and I'm going to visit all my friends at college. And then you get into college and you're like, yo, I just want to stay at my college and party. Um, but Danny wrote me in before that. So he's like, yo, come down for a weekend. And I was like, yeah, dude, down. Um, looked like he was having a good time. Uh, so he told me to come. And when he, <laughs> the weekend I got there, it was uh it was like finals or midterms. I forget if Central was out, but like I came through, which at first I was like, shoot, shouldn't you guys be studying for that? Um they're like, no, we're good. So we like party one night, party, and one of the guys was like, Yo, tomorrow we should go to the zoo. <laughs> and everyone was like, Yeah, man, that'd be fun. Bunch of kids going to the zoo, yeah. Um That's a wouldn't be fun. So we wake up and everyone's still like drunk, young guy hammered mode. And the first person that wakes up goes, we're going to the zoo. <laughs> we're going to the zoo. So we went to the zoo. It was a blast. Was it fun? Um, yeah, we had a good time. They had like a student rate. So it wasn't like expensive zoo time. Some kid missed his final to go to the zoo. The classic like. I think it was the classic freshman year kid that like you're nothing like, nothing wow. matters, nothing matters. Yeah, this, this kid's crazy. He just skipped his final to go to the zoo, and then you don't see him for 12 years, and you're like, oh, it's because he skipped his final to go to the zoo. But c- tell me that's not a fun story. Isn't it funny that like going to the zoo, like when one of the animals starts shitting, that's exciting? Like you tap your buddy, look, that elephant's yeah. shitting right now. Check this out. I, hey, I, people like stimulation, and you like seeing things you don't see every day. How often are you going to see a giraffe poo? I don't know. Speaking of so, poop. Grew up in the streets, man. We used to lean over to get our poops out. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, soundboard Jimmy coming out. Let's go to the national news. Soundboard Jimmy. Too loud. Soundboard Jimmy, the cousin of Blowjob Betty, we'll discuss later. Joe Flacco 
Super Bowl MVP star quarterback gets traded to my Denver Broncos. What could go wrong? Enos Cantor, Jimmy's boy, signs with the Portland Trailblazers. Will he play? Probably. Will he play defense? No. Russell Westbrook fends off the haters by saying he doesn't really care about all this Paul George talk. What is Russ number two? Because they're winning. Kind of a good look for Russ. Tiger calls Phil's win extraordinary, says it's motivated. A little jab, I think. It's always from Tiger. And Jim, Matt Harvey, says he's grown from his misdeeds. And that quote is from Matt Harvey. That last quote you read, I've grown from my misdeeds. Yeah. Who's that about? Matt Harvey. And who said it? Matt Harvey. Oh, nice. That's good. So there's actually only one reason I put the Matt Harvey thing on there. Um, and you you're going like to like burn? this a lot. What? Yes. Nothing. Okay, you're saying stuff. Um, so, you know, Matt Harvey says the normal stuff. He apologizes for some of his New York antics, missing, showing up late because he was at parties. They were talking about there was a Padre series where he showed up late and he was in Beverly Hills the night before. And just, he, he, he went all in with the Batman thing and it ended up backfiring because he started pitching poorly. But, um, dude, so he's on the Angels now. They gave him a one-year contract. $11 million, Not bad. That's cool. Um, so, dude, so they, I was reading all these quotes in the article, and it's kind of what you expect. Uh, the, the Angels manager right now is Brad Osmus, former That's catcher. That's so weird. Okay. Just because it's not. Social. Mike Sosha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a weird delivery by you. Um. Brad Osmus, former catcher, and I think CT Roots, shout out. Um, Brad Osmus, his first bullpen session, Brad Osmus caught it, threw on the gear. That is a baseball, high school baseball coach move. Yeah, it's a little hard but I like it for Harvey. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's Osmus clearly saying, like, hey, day one, I've got my eyes on you, bro. I'm not going to believe your bullshit. Like, I'm not, you do a bullpen. I'm like, hey, Matt, how'd it go? No, no, I don't even need to ask you because I'm going to catch it, you yeah. bitch. I'm going to be there. Um, so I kind of like it. it. It is definitely hard but I like it. Like, first year as a new manager with Matt Harvey, who's saying these things about his past, and it's like, all right, yeah, that's cool, man. Let's, let's see what you got. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I like that part of the story. Um, Man, it would be cool if Tiger could get a win because if, if, man, if Tiger and Phil could have like another run in the same event, like people would just lose their ish. It would be, know how when sports events like take over? Yeah. Like it would, you just yeah. feel it? Mm hmm. The talk like, of was, the town. Yeah. When I think the last time we said this was when Tiger and Phil played in that weirdo tournament and they did the chip off to end oh, it. Oh, it sucked. It was terrible. But like you could you could just tell the environment wherever you were. Like there was something going on. Um, like if there's uh, a major event this year and Tiger and Phil are in it, like the world will shut down. Um, Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah, this is this is just something. Paul. Why George are you been... avoiding the biggest storyline that I want to know about the most? I'm getting there. I'm I'm working my way up to it. It's called a crescendo, James. Um, <laughs> Paul George is one. playing at an MVP level. People have been giving Russ shit because he's not a good shooter any anymore and never really was. Um, Russ has been racking up triple doubles and they're winning. I, I've actually loved what Russ has been doing, and I haven't always been the biggest Russ fan. Um, he he gets a lot of junk and they're winning, and he is playing second fiddle. So give him love. You want to talk Cantor, your boy? Oh, I don't want to talk about that at all. What's the Flacco contract or whatever? Are you happy with it? Come on, this is a big move. Yeah. Uh. So this, my first reaction was like, just what the hell. Um, why like, cause F my initial reaction was that they were going to roll out Flacco and Keenum 
and they were going to be like, all right, you two fight for it. Let's see who wins it. Uh, turns out, I think they're basically going to cut Keenum. So it's going to be Flacco, and they're going to bring in a young guy. That that was the the part that hurt my soul at first. I was like, so wait, we're our quarterbacks are going to be Joe Flacco and Case Keenum this year. We're not going to bring in anyone young in case somehow this doesn't work. It just hurt me deep inside. Yeah. So once I heard they were getting rid of Keenum, I was like, okay, I know what Elway's thinking. And this is clearly Elway being a little bit too John Elway. He's saying, you know, we won with Peyton on his last wheels. If we could build this thing enough around Flacco, you know, we can do better than we've been doing. And it's been a terrible group of quarterbacks. Keenum, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. Um, So I don't know. Maybe Flacco got rejuvenated from being benched and he has the work ethic. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna be terrible. Their quarterback's Joe Flacco. Yeah, it's gonna be boy. He he's Super Bowl winning quarterback, man. But it's just I I will say there's something to be respected about the Broncos hired a a defensive coordinator, Vic Vangio from the Bears. They're bringing Vic in Flacco, um, an old school pocket style. That's all he can do, quarterback. I mean, they're essentially trying to buck the trend of the new NFL. So, hey, maybe they know something. But do you put any stock? Like do it. you put any stock into the stat that Joe Flacco has never won a Super Bowl that didn't have a power outage in the middle of it? I mean, it's a big stat. There's no, there's no arguing it. He needed the extra rest, maybe. And that's, hey, if you're going to say that, you could spin that into he got rested up the whole season because he got benched by Lamar Jackson because he was so good in the playoffs. Um, that's the half. That's the half. Yeah. Crack my elbow a little bit. You know what? I got to go see Dono when we go to spring training. Be like, Dono, can you crack my fucking elbow? It's been three months of my elbow not being able to crack. Speaking of Yankee stuff, the Boone Presser is on TV right now behind me, Jake. Sure. Jack Curry is too handsome to have become a baseball writer. How did that happen? Yo, did he change something about his look? Because he did look better today than previously. Just a little bit. Something changed. I don't know if it was his hairstyle or something. Something changed. I don't know. But, like, he's on TV now, but for a long time he wasn't even on TV. Do you think they just looked around the beat reporter room and were like, fine, sin, no. Dude, it's the Hollywood effect. All right, cool. All right, anything else for halftime before we move on to the, all the all the best stories in the world? How you doing over there? Well, good. I'm 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 <laughs> I was listening to Stephen Colbert's podcast with Conan today. Yeah, I listened to that. That got a little dark, huh? Yeah, a little too. Conan, <sighs> I know he means the compliments but he lays them on too thick and then they're laying them on too thick to each other. And I know that they genuinely mean them, I think, but it was too much. And then it was too dark. But anyway, what Colbert you know it is, I, I think with those two, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like I, if he did that with Dak Shepard, I'd be like, Conan, I don't think you like that dude. Yeah, that's true. But with I, him and Colbert, I mean, that's the most interesting part was like, they, a, a, a late night talk show in the manner like who else can they relate to like those people should talk to each other and that's why Colbert said he asked Letterman questions like do I look at the right. balcony do I look at down below why does why is the desk on that side is there a reason like I just want to know these things and he's yeah. like sorry Dave if this is bothering you Letterman was like well who else are you going to ask yeah so anyway I like that part but Colbert said that when when there's times when the crowd is good. This is what he said. The crowd is good, and he'll walk off, and he'll be like even more energized than he was on stage. Right. Because the crowd was just feeding him energy. And there's other times where he's got to bring the energy himself because the crowd's not giving him much, so he's like overdoing it, and he walks off the stage drained. Right. What I'm telling you is as soon as we hit stop recording on this podcast, oh, yeah. I'm, I might die. All of this energy is forced and I think I'm doing a decent job. I think you're doing great. Because in the morning show, I wake up, I'm natural, I'm peppy, and then like the energy takes me through a little bit. But I, See, I'm going to die. I think I, I have a slight reverse effect, and I think it's leading off, because normally 
I wake up a little closer to game time than you. So if I'm, you know, getting the cobwebs loose, getting ready to go, and then the first thing I hear is blowjob Betty, I'm like, okay. Like, wow, that, that kind of blindsided me. Like, blowjob blow Betty hits me 9 p.m. at night. I'm like, all right, let's hit it. I, let's get it. I was worried about blowjob Betty because I know that sometimes it's like you like you like the groovy ones to just get your body feeling good. When it's like mm. a, a fucked up lyric one, you're yeah. kind of like, it's too early for this. Well, it's just, you, I, I guess there's a world I live in where someone's like, yo, check out this podcast, and then Blowjob Betty kicks in. It's like, okay, give it till after the song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, some people might skip the whole song anyway. No, it's something interesting. How many followers do you think Conan has on Twitter? 500,000. 28 million. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot more than I guessed. Dude, that's I I had the same kind of shock though. I No, I but kinda, you know why? It's cuz when you sign up for Twitter, it's like people you might like and then they just throw the, like the first like there's a guy Alex Sulkin, he writes for Family Guy. But right. He's just a writer for Family Guy and he had like the top 100 most followers on Twitter and he said it's because Twitter had him in his algorithm that was like people you might like because he was so new to Twitter and one of the first check marks and he was in the writers group with like Conan and all the funny people. So he said sure. like he has a ton of followers just because Twitter pushed his account right away to everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still 28 million because he's Conan O'Brien. Um, I think we underestimate because we grow up, we grew up with Conan as the, the quirky offbeat late night guy. I think he's, I, he's a big time brand name now. Um, so like him and Colbert linking up is like a big thing. And I think that's why you get a lot of that mutual respect too, because they have to. Um, but it's also, dude, like, I don't know. How do you say it? When the comedy world they grew up in is never going to be like replicated again. Yeah. It's completely different now. Like with social media and all that, um, and, like, I think Colbert tried to be a writer for Conan and Conan turned him down or something like that. I think it's interesting. I, I always want to kind of dive into the situation where people that are looking for... People now are more searching for personalities than entertainers. Like, right. okay, so I, I, grew, I, I started reading Barstool when I was in college. So, like... Sure. In 2009, I would read, I don't read it anymore, um, but I, I mean, I would read every single blog for like three years when there, when there was only like five a day. Right. So like, I, I feel like I know those guys. And then I listen to the podcast and watch their videos and all the time. I'm, I'm kind of tuned out now because I do my own thing too often. Right. But the difference is when I, when I realized like I was following Paul Rudd on Twitter and I was like, I love Paul Rudd. And then I realized I don't love Paul Rudd. I love the characters he plays in movies. I could care less what Paul right. Rudd has to say in real life. And it's this weird divide now where like famous people from here out have like are going to be a, so much more available to the public yeah. where like people want to know your life and your day to day and your what it's going on. And actors that got famous like Leo. Or like anyone in that age, they they didn't get into it to to not have privacy. They got into it to just act and be famous and like marveled at from afar. Where this whole trend of like people, famous people that get gravitated towards is changing now. Where like you have to be so transparent. Yeah, it's interesting to me. It's interesting. All right, long halftime. Yeah. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news like was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. The former Apple lawyer who was supposed to keep employees from insider trading has been charged with insider trading. Husband organized a party to expose infidelity of his wife. He had the party. He had everyone come. He had his wife there. He had her lover there, who was his best friend of 20 years. And then he made a grand speech to cap it all off and said, aha, you guys are cheating on me. 
I'm not the idiot. You're the idiots. No, you're kind of the idiot. After Dave Osman, a.k.a. Assman, got denied his vanity license plate, he opted for a giant decal, decal, that says Assman. A new Cardi B and Bruno Mars track drops on Friday. Jake, you excited? The patent for the plastic thingy that keeps the pizza box from pizza box from sagging is 34 years old. And Ryan Adams, musician, is a bad guy. And his best friend, Jason Isbell, says he believes the stories. I read the news today, oh boy. So we got three stories on here that I would never put on here. But I'm telling you, we didn't have the full cycle of news to get some stories, so it's tough. Yeah, the infidelity party's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, how do, uh, what, what's your take on that? Because I think I have a different take than many uh, people. So it happened in Colombia. Yeah. <clears throat> um, kind of looks like the chick's a lot hotter than the old guy. Well, he's probably rich. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, uh, I don't know. I'd like to be at the party. Like, I think a lot of people would walk away and be like, oh, it was awkward. It was uncomfortable. I'd be like, oh, I mean, that's, that's entertainment. Who's the fool? I just, I just. I everyone. Just, yeah, that's my point. Like, no, everyone's the fool. So, so you didn't best them. They, you didn't, you get yourself in the process of getting them. You get yourself. Yeah, but that's kind of what Venom does. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the guy already felt like he got got, so he's like, all right, you're coming down with the ship. Yeah. I like like it and I don't like it. Because I'm like, fine, she deserved it. She cheated on him. Throw a big party with all her closest relatives and her parents and her family. I think their kid was there. That's fucked up. Uh, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, man. Just I, I'm, not, I'm not in favor of being a dick because other people are dicks, but this is a big circumstance. You know what I really hate when people quit their job and they do it in like a grand fashion and like make a big scene, just quit your job and leave. Yeah. Not a scene in public guy. What about the follow up here with uh, Dave Osman, AKA ass man. Yeah. The ass man returns. We got this sent to us. Um, it was a good counter punch by him. I love it. I think this proves that he shouldn't have got the license plate. Like he's he's not yeah, in it for his last name. He's in it because his last name is Assman. Again, not helping his long term cause, but hey man, I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can do anything you want in this world, and if you want to get Assman decaled on your truck, you can do it. Are you excited for the new car to be Bruno Mars track? I'm never excited for music. I'm trying to think the last time I was excited for music. That's funny, because last night I, uh, I was laying in bed high, uh, sure. and Katie wanted to watch Cheers, and I said, no, I have to find new music. She was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I haven't found a new artist that I like in a long time, so I, I just have like a void right now where I have to go find something that I really like, and I... I dug around on music blogs and music forums and Spotify playlists until I found something. I, I, uh, so yeah, she was like, why don't you do something with music? And I was like, well, I don't have any rhythm or talent. Brian Hochelert. And uh, so I can't do that. But I recorded a Talking Songs episode today. Yeah, I, I miss the music gene. Um, I, I don't know if that's in the 23 and Me, but yeah, man, like I... Uh, a conversation could happen about movie. A, a conversation could happen about plays. A conversation could happen about art. And I can pretty much navigate my way through it. If a good music conversation, like you mentioned Jack Curry before, you and Jack Curry start talking music, I'm out. I have none of it. I'm going to know none of the words that are about to come up when you guys talk bands or anything. So you don't have a take on Ryan Adams being a, a creep and a bad guy? Um, I mean, I have takes on creeps and bad guys. Uh, Ryan Adams, does he have the... He's got one of those slow songs, right? Yeah, a lot of slow songs. I actually really, really like his music, but he's always been a pretentious 
weirdo. I saw him at Newport and is like way too much of a weirdo. He did an album that was completely Taylor Swift's album, but his own version. Sure. Uh, you know what song you might know by him? He's it, got one like famous, famous song. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know which one that would be. I'll figure it out. I th- I think I think this is his most famous. One, two, one. But I don't know if this is what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, definitely not. No? It's a slow one? Well, maybe it's Oh My Sweet Caroline that you know. He's got the closing song. You know the movie o- o- where Owen Wilson goes behind, it's behind enemy lines, Owen Wilson? Yeah. Great movie. He's got the closing song of that. Anyway, he was married to Mandy Moore, and all any, any, he, I don't think anyone cares about this, but maybe these, these, gir- these things came out. Lindsay Adler was part, or was like commenting on it. All these female musicians came out. So like he offers to produce your record for you and then just hits on you. And it's sure. really like aggressive and using his power. His best friend, Jason Isbell, who's my favorite artist. Jason Isbell needed to get sober a while ago, and he said his number one step to getting sober was to tell Ryan Adams, his best friend, I'm going to get sober, because then it made him accountable, you know? Sure. So, so anyway, someone tweeted at Jason, was like, did you know about this? And he said, I did not. And then they said, do you believe it? And Jason Isbell said, yep. So <laughs> bad luck for Ryan Adams. So I don't know how yeah. many people like slow like alt country music like I do, but tough luck. Good. I'm done with them. Yeah. Mandy Moore. Never Mandy- listen to Ryan Adams again. Mandy Moore is very pretty. Yeah. I saw her because I, she was there when Ryan Adams was there. Ha, <sighs> tough. She's on that This Is Us show, right? Yeah, that show is. That show's not for me. I'll just say that. Yeah, same. All um, right. We got some. Apple Lawyer, Insider Trading. Yeah, I mean, what do you think was going to happen? This Valentine's Day starts the Genesis Open, in which a bunch of men will play golf, chasing a prize. Low score wins in golf. The John Boy and Jake Fantasy One and Done Challenge is in the works. Jake, I have made my pick. I think I'm jumping off that same bridge again, though I didn't do a lot of research. Okay. My pick for the Genesis one and done is Bubba Watson. Oh, okay. Who's your pick? It's a popular pick. Yep. Three-time winner in the past five years. Yes. Plays very well. Plays very well at the Genesis Open. And he's been playing decent this year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Bubba likes to turn it up. Valentine's Day. I don't know if you remember last year. Um, I think it was last year. The all, NBA All-Star Game was in L.A. So if you remember, he went from the Genesis Open to the All-Star Game, and it was like a whole thing. People were up in arms about it. And then he came back, and I, I forget if he won or he finished real well. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was a little bit people wanting to be mad. I, um, God, lefties farewell at this tournament. I don't know. I think I'm going, I think I'm going Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin, then he lost it. Adam Hadwin, uh, Canadian. Um, he, he played well last week. Um, he was my backup last week. I, I think I'm just going to roll him out there. It's kind of a, he's playing decently. Have you Google image this guy? Yeah. He doesn't know oh, how yeah. to smile. Yeah. You can't, this is, you can be, a, you can, you can be fine with this guy up sure. until you Google image him and you see his face and the, and the smile he puts on. Come on, Jake. You went with this The one guy? holding the golf ball, you don't think that's okay? No, I think he looks like a mannequin. No, the one holding a golf ball is fine. The other ones, I see what you're saying. With the 59? Yeah. No soul. 
That's a, that's a guy. Nothing's going uh, on. That's just rude. I'm not going to let you talk about my player like that. So stop. It's. I'm not the best smiler. Neither is he. Well, I'm not paying him to smile, babe. You didn't want to go with Phil back to back. He's a two-time Genesis champ as well. I'm saving Phil, Jimmy. Oh. Little, in, little inside. What about that pick? That's an okay pick. Let's see. What's this pick? Uh, looks like it's just because that's a laugh. Not his his posed smiles are creepy. That's a genuine. His, his just posed laugh. smiles not great. I'll give you that. But that's yeah. that the guy can get a smile off. His 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 smile looks like a creepy mannequin version of our friend Nick Proach. Yeah, he's got a tilt. His bo- his bottom jaw has a shift. Like he must have got punched in the face or something. He looks like that skeleton from is it Craig Ferguson? So when the jaw just goes, okay. and then it got stuck. Forgot how much you love the Craig Ferguson show. I I that's still to my day. Still to this day, you would like the Craig Ferguson show. Oh yeah, I don't dislike it. You used to give me shit for liking it and tell me it wasn't good. I mean, in in comparison to like Conan and stuff, yeah. So it's 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 oh, yeah. second rate. I appreciate yeah. the silliness. Conan's but. better, but go watch Craig Ferguson interviewing like female actresses and just flirting with them. He is sure. he's quick quick witted. Quick witted. I used to love the Craig Ferguson show. I used to crack me up. I know it. And they would never give him a budget. Like they never gave him any money for right. a second host or for any gadgets. So he just had the robot, which is like a really bad joke. That be- Oh, yeah. That it's like so bad. The first 10 times, you're like, this is really bad. I hope they don't do this bit ever again. And then 11th time, you're like, <laughs> they're still doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll admit I didn't love the robot. Then it makes you, Jeff, it's a gay robot. <laughs> See? It's, a, it's ahead of its time. Uh, what else do we got? Better the day. Better the day. It's the better the day. Better the day. Oh wow! Day. Get those scores up, Jake. Come on. Oh, this is easy. Free money. I gotta pull up the shoot. Jakey, Jakey. He's three and one on the week. I believe he's. Playing well, betting good, and Jimmy, myself, has broken his slide because the Nets took us to victory land, and we did it. We're the best ever. Jake, you're hot, man. What are you, like 12, 13 for your last 15? I think it's 12 for 15 or something like that. It's pretty wild. So hot. Are you worried that once you get out of Denver, that's going to mess up the juju? I mean, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Yeah, because, I mean, Jordan, Jordan Gag, who does the stats, we're going to need some sort of, like, out-of-state bets. I don't think so, because I'm just going to stay hot, you know? That's kind of how I live now. Okay, what do you got? Um, This is your I, Thursday Honestly, bet. I'm having a Rain Man moment where I, I know all the NBA games tomorrow. I kind of want to challenge myself. Oh, oh, oh. You people know that have, feeling? People have called you Rain Man before, but not as people a have called me Rain Man before. It's usually in a. They say slight, you're kind of you're kind of like Rain Man minus the good at math. In a slightly different light, I want to take my UConn. They've got a big game tomorrow, don't but I do don't actually. I don't actually. I don't actually believe in them at all. Yeah, um, I wish I could. I'm, I'm um, I'll just keep the free it. money going. I'll keep the free money going, and I'm still going to keep it with my heart, though, Jim. You know you're better in in basketball than NBA. Well, those are both basketball. Uh, College. I omitted the word college. That's all. That's all that happened. Okay. Um, Here's what we're going to do. There's two free money ones on here. This is ridiculous. They're giving away free money. This is stupid. Why did they do this? You know what, Jim? Just do it, Jim. It's the team that breaks my heart constantly. Knicks? We're going to the Knicks-Hawks game tomorrow, Jim. Okay. Oh, yeah. You lost. The last time you bet the Knicks, you lost. 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Shape. Shape a jingle. God, the thunder looks Dude, like I think you're absolute. bad at I think you're bad at betting the Knicks. Oh yeah. You're, you're one and one. Actually, two and one. Two and two. Look like you're two and two. It's not okay. that bad. Well, I maybe that's what it is. I need to get it positive. Um Jimmy, James, John, John Boy. Boy. It's on a back-to-back. That's the only thing scaring me. But the Knicks have so much depth that it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Um, the Knicks are going to Atlanta. Um, final game before the All-Star break. They want to get rid of this losing streak. They want to get the young guys one win. No way. They're, their All-Star break's coming up. They'll start the season anew then. No. No, they want to... They want to pretend it's good vibes going into the All Star break. Like they're gonna get, they're gonna get the win, and then they're gonna be like, "Yeah, guys, you know what? We got that win. The second half's gonna be different. It's all smoke. It's all smoke. They've they've got that one guy on a ten day contract, John Jenkins. He's going against his old team. Kadeem Allen's been playing well, and Jim at seven points, which is just too many to ever give Atlanta. They're nineteen and thirty eight. Um, so I'm taking the Knicks in the points. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mama. I don't know, man. Hawks are home. I don't think the Knicks are getting up for this game at all. Oh, yeah. They are. They want this one. I just, I don't think they're getting up for this game at they don't, all. They don't want these young guys to get near that losing streak that you want them to get to. Knicks plus seven, free money. There does get to a point where the no. Yep. I don't know, man, because the seven does seem like too much to give a bad team. They're a terrible team. The Knicks could easily win this game, and they're getting seven points. But are you a Knicks fan? That's like Matt Harvey saying he's not a dick anymore. I am a Knicks fan. I mean, I know the consequences. The Knicks could easily lose by forty. That's that's the the thing with gambling and it feels like the thunder minus four free money but i'm letting that go because i i just know the knicks are free money too it's a jakey double uh i'm torn here because i don't want to bet on the knicks right i don't agree with your line of thinking but seven like atlanta have they beaten anyone by seven lately know what i mean I think Atlanta's been playing okay recently, which isn't going to help my case with you. They beat the Lakers. Why is their logo backwards Pac-Man? What a dumb, dumb fucking logo Atlanta has. Yeah. Um, I mean, they just lost at home to the Magic, to the Hornets, to the Raptors. <laughs> um, they beat the Wizards by eight. Beat the Wizards and the Suns. Suns um, by six. I, I'm, I'm, Clippers wait, by five. Do what they you ha- want. They Los beat- Knicks on Valentine's Day. Try to break my heart, Knicks. Listen, we're going to be seeing each other soon. It's nighttime recording episode. We had we shared some beers as we recorded. You should put this in in the stats. Nighttime pick. You're yeah, Jordan. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> uh, we got Jordan helping with stats and another Jordan helping with songs coming up. Here's the thing, Jake. I, I, I JJ don't, Radio. <laughs> everything, yeah, JJ Radio. Everything is uh, everything in in my being says I don't want to do this. Yeah, but now you're starting to get it. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Because we're sharing beers. It's a oh, nice yes. night. You're. I want your trip to go off on a good foot. I want you to be right. It's an impressive run you're on. Uh, I just don't agree with you, but I am going to agree with you for the bet. Well, you already did. And that's called a friend's bet, Jim. And friend's bets never lose. Except the times they do. Except, yeah. Well, minus all those. Yeah. Come on. Uh, oh, shit. I don't even know if I have Blowjob Betty up anymore. To end the show with. Do people want... Should I just play another two short song to end it? <laughs> Tough, maybe. Yeah, come on. When else am I going to play two short? He's my favorite 90s Bay Area rapper. <laughs> mm. I wonder if I wonder if Cece likes 
too short. Oh, yeah. Scott, do you think he's more of an E40 dude or a too short he dude? loves both of them. All right, I'll play my one of my top. This is in my top, probably my top three rap songs. I was in high school in the Bay Area when this song came out. I was new to the Bay Area. Connecticut kid. Can't understand how I last so long. They play this at the school pep rally, Jake. The place went nuts. Yay area. There's a group of black black uh, girls in the back two rows. And when the line comes on, what's my favorite word? And they were playing the censored version because it's high school. The row of like, whatever, eight black girls or whatever just go, bitch. It was crazy. It was, it was wild. There it is. I'll, I'll go back. Rappers say bitch like me. Two singers and ten comedians. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court. Can't hang with the big dog. Stay on the court. Blow the whistle. 